You are my beloved son. With you I am well pleased. In the early church, the baptism of Jesus by John the Baptist caused great scandal. In fact, one of the Gospels doesn't even mention it. John's Gospel never mentions it. Even Luke's Gospel mentions it by saying, oh, and he was also baptized. It was almost like a, a secondary comment, and then there's this uh, phrase of the dove coming down to more glorify the moment. The reason why they struggled with this was uh, John the Baptist was a prophet. If Jesus was the Messiah, then why did Jesus, uh, if he was the Son of God and the Messiah, need to have his sins forgiven? Why was he baptized? Because the baptism of John the Baptist was a baptism of repentance, one for, for the forgiveness of sins. And there was uh, a great uh, consternation in, among the disciples and early evangelists. Um, but it was quickly settled that, that Jesus was baptized not for his sins, but for our sins. That Jesus submitted to the fullness of humanity and entered into the waters of the Jordan so that everyone would know the way to, to the Father. That, that in submitting it, he was doing the will of the Father. And of course, this was confirmed by uh, the, uh, the Holy Spirit descending upon him like a dove and the Father saying with booming voice, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased is meant to be heard for every one of us. Uh, that when we get baptized, that that process now continues. You are my beloved child. With you, I am well pleased. That we are called to continue this process uh, of returning to God. Uh, in fact, in the east of our church, the Eastern Orthodox or Eastern Church, in particular the Byzantine Rite, they believe that the day of baptism is an incredibly important day. That it's the day, what they call, that the divinization process begins. The divinization process is that process which whereby we now become more like God each and every day after our baptism. It's a process, not so much an, it's an event to celebrate a single day, but an event that celebrates the beginning of a process that lasts an entire lifetime until we are resurrected from the dead and are one with God where the divinization process becomes complete. It's actually a beautiful way to understand our own baptism, that that day, whether you're a little child or whether you're an adult, that day, that process is we become more like God every day. Now, of course, that just doesn't happen. We've got to cooperate with it. And there comes the snack. We get in the way of it all the time. Like the process is, is, is happening, but we, we stumble and we fall. We call that sin. But we stumble and we fall. We also block and, and, and stop it because we have no interest in it. Or we may not even think it is a process that we need to go through. Uh, there's all sorts of different variations of resistance. But the conversion experience, right, this ongoing conversion, this ongoing changing of our hearts, which we will call in Lent the metanoia, the turning back to God, the turning and changing our minds, 
is a conversion process meant to last an entire lifetime till the very last day of our life. So no matter how young we are, or no matter how old we get, we are always in this process of divinization. Now, for some people that's, that, that's dreadful, like they think that's, oh my God, we always change. I think that's incredibly exciting. I think that is incredibly joyful that to the very last day we always can get better. I mean, isn't that amazing that we can always, always to the very last day to become better and better? Uh, like God's love is the only way that we can, that we can do that. This, this unconditional love that God has, you are my beloved child. That's what God says to every single one of us. Now, I think sometimes we, we find that hard to believe. Uh, uh, that, that we are that love, that no matter what I do, no matter what I say, God cannot love me anymore. And no matter what I do or no matter what I say, God cannot love me any less because he loves me completely. Now, I, I want us to understand that there's unconditional love does not mean unqualified approval of all our behavior, just to be clear, right? So I, I think that sometimes we mix that up, that uh, unconditional love equals uh, approval of everything I do. Well, no. I mean, God loves us. He doesn't approve of our behavior when we go sideways, when we go wrong. But He still loves us. And He wants us to submit to this divinization process. So where are we to go with this? Okay, that all sounds wonderful theology on this, the feast day of baptism of the Lord, and we follow in it, and we're in the waters of baptism, all wonderful. But how does that come? How does that change our lives? Well, let's look to the prophet Isaiah. Because this, this, this reading from the prophet and this reading from the Acts of the Apostles are keys to unlock this. It says in the prophet Isaiah, this Messiah that we follow, right, is going to set the captives free. He's going to preach uh, liberty to those who are, who are captive, uh, uh, to heal the sick. Uh, but there's a beautiful phrase in here. He says that a bruised reed he will not break, or a smoldering wick he will not quench. That speaks of a gentle and kind God. And if anything that Jesus did, Jesus animated that image of our God as a gentle and kind God. So if we're going to cooperate with this divinization process, then each and every one of us needs to take on the conversion process of being more gentle and more kind every day. Now, can you imagine if every one of us who left here, and all of you who are online today, as a result of this Mass, were just a little bit more kind and a little bit more gentle each and every day, that the gentler and kinder version of ourselves comes out a little bit more. And each week we did that same process and we became kinder, gentler, kinder, gentler each and every week. What would one year of being gentler and kinder look like? What would two years? What would ten years? What would a whole lifetime of being kinder and gentler look like? Now, for you, or for me at least, I think that's an incredibly exciting process, that, that I could become gentler and kinder every day of my life, that when I get old, God willing, that I would be this gentle soul. Because surely I'm not that now. 
I mean, I'd like to be, don't get me wrong. And I think, I, I don't know about you, it is Christmas time with family and friends probably proved that I wasn't as gentle, as kind as I would like to be. I mean, there's always, so maybe where do we start? Maybe we start with our family and friends. That, that we ask ourselves, am I, am I being the best version of myself in this conversation? That we say, uh, as, a, as a parent to our, our children, trying to correct them, doing something wrong, is this the kindest way I can say this? Is this the gentlest way I can do this, this correction? Or to the children who are here and online, am I being a kinder and gentler person than I was yesterday to my, my brother or my sister or to my parents? Or are we kinder and gentler to our, our friends, our neighbors? That's an exciting process to enter into. Now, look, I don't think we can enter into this process without the grace of God. And so, therefore, we come to this table for that reason. That we know that we need God's help, well, to become more like Him. And that's the whole purpose, the divinization process. We receive Him, and we promise to become more like Him in our gentler, kinder version of ourselves. Let me give you a, a simple example of this conversion process. This doesn't happen. We've got to commit to it. Let me give you an example. If, if I'm a waiter in a restaurant, and I want to become a, a software programmer, right? And that's my desire in life. I want to be a better version of myself. So I'm going to be a software programmer. Now, the wish itself is not going to become a programmer. Oh, I serve a CEO of a software company. He's going to give me the job. I'm going to be rich and famous by being a coder. And that's not the way it works. If you want to become a coder and you're a restaurant waiter right now, well, you've got to take coding lessons. You've got to learn how to be a coder. You've got to find a way to start doing coding, and then you can get the job to become the coder. Now, I'm not saying we're all restaurant waiters and we have no value. We do. But if we want to be kinder and gentler, it's not just going to happen, just the wish of it. We've got to work at it. We've got to put some effort in to being kinder. What does it mean to be kinder? So for your children... Have a conversation of, with your parents about what it means to be kinder and gentler. Uh, maybe ask for an example of what would have been a kinder way to do certain things. Parents uh, ask each other as spouses. Uh, friends ask each other. Uh, let's look for help on how to become this better version of ourselves. It just won't happen because I wish it for you and won't even happen if you wish it for you. You've actually got to take some steps to do it. So today is the first step. Come to the Lord, receive the strength of the Lord. Now let's cooperate with God's grace and become what we receive. Let us become the gentler and the kinder version of ourselves because the divinization process lasts a lifetime. And today we can recommit to what we committed at our baptism day. And that's what the baptism of the Lord promises today and every day.